your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Choso Podcast presented by TheSwapReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. Jay Dismool. We are back, as promised. I hope you all enjoyed the uh, Noah Dobson one-on-one the other day. I will say, if you enjoyed that interview, if you enjoyed the all the all the laughs and stuff, then boy, do I have a treat for you today. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma Center, Kellen Culberson. Kellen, thank you for taking time this afternoon to come on and, and talk to me. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Hello, my name is Kellen Culberson. I'm from Lake Dallas, Texas. Uh, I went to Lake Dallas High School. If you heard of Ditton Guy or Ditton Ryan, we're all in the same area, North Texas, North Dallas. Uh, Went to SFA for the last two years and transferred here last, uh, well, this summer, really. Then uh, been here for about a month. Uh, now I've I've, I've asked your teammate um, Jalik Lewis this question because because uh, high school football in Texas it's just it's just different. So like, could you describe yeah. for us Oklahoma people what what a high school football in Texas is like? It's crazy, like. I went to the Duncanville games, North Shore games every year, really, so far. And I just remember the only game I didn't go to was when the Hail Mary passed. And I remember where I was whenever that Hail Mary passed. I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, he really just caught that. But it's just it's different down there. It's like the whole Cowboys arena is full. Everybody's going crazy. Then it's like in Denton, it's Denton Guy versus Denton Ryan. So the whole city going to Denton Ryan versus Denton Guy game. And that's crazy. But. I played Jalik in high school. Uh, we played each other. So every time I uh, see him, we be talking about Denison Lake Dallas. But I'm like one and two against him. Every time the one when he moved there, he beat me. So he be talking about he's one and zero oh against me. But I don't know about all that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's great. Oh, okay. Now, it, like. Playing playing high school football in Texas, I feel like it has a different meaning. Like there's, there's got to be some sense of pride in that. And then for you, I believe you were what like a three year starter. So right. like, what what does that kind of you know mean to be like like a, a high level football player in that in that state? Oh, it means a lot. Like you feel like an all star because everybody know you. You like you on a Sunday, like you can be in the newspaper. Like you wake up and like oh. Like, that's me right there. Then everybody know you going to Walmart. And it's all like, hey, I seen you in the newspaper this morning. Like, it's crazy. Like, and then you'll be all over uh, the news and you'll see yourself on the news. Like, I played on TV, too, once. Like, it's it's crazy up there, down there. 
Uh, and and now I've asked this to several guys to play both ways. I believe you also played defensive tackle. So I would have to ask, which do you prefer? Do you prefer blocking for touchdowns or stopping touchdowns? Uh, <laughs> uh I mean, I like scoring. You know, it feels it feels good to score on somebody. I ain't gonna lie. Like I got used to scoring on people. Now I ain't really played too much defense in high school. I played like maybe a down or two, but I. It's, I like it playing offense more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and as a as a center, that was was that was that the position that you've played your whole football career, or was that something that you kind of grew into? Uh, it's gonna be my fifth year playing center. I started whenever I was a sophomore in high school, so I kind of picked it up kind of fast. They one uh, it was like going in my sophomore year as I was a freshman. And they were like, try to snap it because the center got hurt. He got like a concussion or something. Snapped it one time. And then next thing you know, I'm playing center the rest of my high school career. So, so I was like, okay, guess I'm not playing defense now. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that uh, adjustment period like, you know, growing into that center position? Uh, it was It was different, like. Just snapping the ball, then someone coming right at you. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was kind of crazy going from defense to offense, then just learning the steps, then going back, like snapping the ball. Cause I used to have a problem on pass it and like snapping the ball and then going backwards. Uh, I ain't I ain't like going backwards. If someone's coming right at you, it's like I ain't gonna let nobody <laughs> come right at me. But you know, it was a little different at first, but then I got used to it over the years and. Yeah, I had a good offensive line coach in high school. Uh, Spencer left, which he coached at UTEP before coming down to Lake Dallas. So, and what would you say is probably the the hardest part of of a playing center? Uh, just being like everybody being close on you, like everything is right on you playing center. You know what I'm saying? And like, just <laughs> everybody knows. Also, whenever you mess up, if you have a bad snap, everybody knows in the stands. And once you hear that. Oh, <laughs> you know something went behind you. So it's just I say that, just having that little pressure, but it's not bad after you get used to it and rep- uh, doing it over and over again all summer, just getting snaps. And and that that bond that that you have to have with your quarterback, like how how is that? How is how, how important is that? And 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 how you kind of go about building that center quarterback relationship. Right. Um, you, I feel like it's pretty important, you know, including whenever you get to the under, under center stuff. That exchange is like crucial. So back at SFA, me and uh, I had a quarterback who was taller than me. So he used to like be like, hey, I got to get down there a little bit. So we used to spend a lot of extra time just getting under center snaps and just building those relationships. But now just being here with the guys for just this month, I'm just still growing on those relationships with everybody, you know, Steph. Steph's funny, man. I'm always laughing at Steph during practice or before practice. He's always dancing around doing something. So just those relationships are really important and crucial. And and so throughout, <clears throat> so um, with now out of out of out of out of high school, you signed with Stephen F. Austin. So what was it about Stephen F. Austin through that recruiting process that made you decide to to sign with him? Um, it was really the coach. The coach. Um, I did like three or four camps and coach uh, Nathan Young, he's at Louisiana Tech now. Um, Me and him just had a good bond and he had to trust in me. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little shorter guy. I'm like six foot. 
the offensive lineman at six foot, you know, not many people going to take a chance on me like that. So, um, you know, he took a chance on me and I had a good experience going down there and learning what I learned in my two years down there. And it's a good environment down there in Nacogdoches. It might be in the middle of nowhere, but it's still fun. And <laughs> the guys down there, you always see them. So you got to be close to your teammates down there. Now, I believe you signed in 2020, which means you, you would have played during the pandemic season. Now, most of your teammates at UCR, kind of a handful like Steph, didn't play. So mm-hmm. what was that experience like playing football in, in, in 2020? Uh, it, was, it was crazy because we'd have to be up at like 6 a.m. to go get a COVID test or you might like one day you might be with the twos and the next day. Oh, the starting center's out. So next, you know, I'm learning everything. And I'm just a freshman, too, to add on top of it. So I'm still learning people's names from the ball across from <laughs> me and all that stuff. So um, it be it was a crazy year. That year was pretty crazy. One game, our head coach got COVID. Then his dad came in and coached Don Carthel. Um, it was, it was a crazy year, but somehow we managed to do it and we figured it out. And we played all games. We didn't miss any games that year. And and so and, and you all finished with the winning record, I believe. So, like, how, how were you all able to kind of work around all that chaos to have the success that, uh, that you all had? Uh, just sticking together, really. You know, everybody wanted to win. It was their that year was our set or that head coach's second year. So um, he really like was hard on just building from the year before that. Because the year before that, he went like three and something, three and eight or something like that. So. He just he really wanted to feel throughout the season and stuff like that, just having wins, just building wins and just learning learning the plays. And it was just it was a learning year for us because the next following year, you know, we were we should have beat Sam Houston that year. And we have a teammate on UCO who uh I think what's he plays corner. Can't think of his name right now, but he went to Sam Houston every day. He's talking about oh, y'all wanna beat us, whatever, whatever. But it's is whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now you also played, I believe, it, it was like two or three uh, FBS teams in in 2020. So, like, what what was that experience experience like? It was, it was crazy because just going into the stadiums and it wasn't that many people there, but it was still loud. Like they, you know, they automated those sounds in or whatever. So it was, they still made the game loud. Like when I remember when we went into Memphis. And it was not it was that many people there, but it was still loud because you know that's where Young Dolph is from. When we walked out the tunnel, they were playing Young Dolph, and everybody in there was just hype. <laughs> I was all like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I was like, "What is going on?" But yeah, playing at SMU that was pretty cool. Also, um, it was a, a, oh UTEP? We should have been UTEP too, but and I ain't gonna say all that. But <laughs> but uh, UTEP was pretty cool. Also, but it was it was. Cool playing in those environments, I'd say. And, and you, you mentioned the uh, lack of fans. Now, you know, I was come from high school football in Texas, where stadiums is just packed every single Friday. What I mean, that 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 had to be weird. But like, what what was that kind of adjustment experience like? Going from packed houses to you know maybe twenty twenty five percent of a full stadium. Uh, it was it was weird um, because it'd be like quiet. And we, we we could hear like all the calls on the field sometimes, and we'll just be like, "Dang, we could really hear each other like out there." Like when coach would be able to come, come straight to the side and be like, "Oh, this 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 happened." I was like, "Hey, you, you, we can hear that." So like, it was definitely weird. That was a weird time back then. 
Uh, and then during that that year, you also beat your current head coach Adam Droll in an overtime thriller. So, what do you remember about that game? And and do you ever kind of you know bring that up to him? Like, hey, you remember that one time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we haven't brought it up yet, but I know it's gonna come up because sometimes we'll be in the uh, film room and he'll we'll be going over plays and stuff, and it'll show pop up an SFA player or whatever. You'd be like. Oh, this guy gets up field real fast. He'll be like, right, Kellen. And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know it's going to come up sooner or later, but that game, it was crazy playing in Arlington and the Rangers old stadium. There was a lot of people at that game, too. I was surprised how many people was at that game. Then that overtime win and seeing Coach Cartlow take his shirt off and wave it around his head. Have you seen that on ESPN and all that stuff? <laughs> Myself on ESPN, like, and you can see me in the very back corner, and like, standing there, like, he really did that. Like, <laughs> then seeing my <laughs> my old O line coach, he came from ACU, so he was a little hyped too, low all week. <laughs> you know, this came full circle with me and Coach Doyle because my older brother, he played, he played at uh, Emporia State, so. um when coach was at Northwest, I used to always go up to Missouri and watch the games and he wanted to beat Northwest so bad. So I already know that's going to come up too. So I know sooner or later, me and coach door working. <laughs> 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 that, okay. That, that you mentioned it, that you had a brother that played in, in the, in the conference. So when you all played Pitt state, then I, I guess you weren't necessarily surprised by the level of talent that they had, but like, were, were your were your other teammates kind of shocked, uh, uh, maybe about the the talent level that that Pitt State had? Oh, most definitely, because you saw the score was kind of close. Like they really could have beat us if they had maybe a couple more guys on that team or a couple more plays would went their way. They most probably would have beat us. I'm not mm-hmm. even gonna lie, because this this league is probably the SEC of D two, and there's a lot of talent in this league, and people can play at the D D one level in this league. So I, I knew, me, I knew. I told them all we go like, uh, Pitt State, they're going to come in and really play with us. Huh? We need to take these guys for real. <laughs> like, they're a D2 team. Like, these guys are coming to win. So, yeah, it was like, then during, I think, the third quarter, they, we went into halftime, we went into the locker room. You know, our coaches get, they, you know, they shouldn't be in the game with us, whatever, whatever. I'm sitting there, I'm all like, yeah. <laughs> I told y'all, like, this is going to happen. <laughs> like, even whenever um, I went up and visited there or whatever, my teammates were like, oh, those are the gorillas. I remember them. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they might have played nothing to play with. So, uh, And then uh, 2021, there was full stadiums again. So, what was that What was that first game with a, with a, a, a full crowd? What was that, um, I guess, experience and that atmosphere like? I'm going to be honest. The SFA game, our first game, it wasn't that many. It was people at the SFA game, but our crowds weren't that loud. If you see, I don't know if you've seen the SFA stadium or anything, but it's not that loud down there. But the, what it really hit me is when we played at Texas Tech that next game. And we walking out the tunnel. I'm like, okay, it's Texas Tech. Like, I don't know what to expect. So we walking out the tunnel and they have this thing where they throw the tortillas at the team whenever they come out. And I'm walking out and next thing you know, a tortilla hit me right in the face. 
I'm like, bro, what? So that's when he hit me, I was all like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, this is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what really shocked me whenever we played them. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's kind of crazy now. So okay, so so at, at, at what point then um, did you decide that you wanted to uh, possibly transfer and 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 go play football somewhere else? Um, it was whenever uh, my coach Young left because you know I lost that my guy really. So I was we were learning new things and just wasn't the right time down there. And I was looking to play more because I was. Really just a guy who was sitting on the bench whenever we come in and um, finish games off whenever we were beating some team too much or whatever. And I just come in and take the starter out because he's been there for five years plus the COVID year or whatever. So um, I was looking for more of an opportunity to come in and play and maybe play guard or whatever. So, yeah, that's what that was the reason I left. And. When you enter the the, the portal, because it they gets they gets tossed around a lot, like it's this big scary like deep end of the of the of the swimming pool type of thing. But what what was your experience in the portal like? It was crazy, <laughs> to be honest. It was like one one moment I'm just on the team, and the next day, I think my first call it was it was one coach who called me. Then next thing you know, I'm getting five calls at a time. Then the next day, I'm getting 10 calls at a time. I'm like, dang. <laughs> like, what was this love when I was in high school? Like, <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was a crazy experience for me. You know, center's a must-needed position there anywhere. So I understood why because I'm a center, and, you know, I know how to snap the ball, and I got a feel, good feel for the game. So, it, but it it's a crazy – process i'd say did, did it did it did it ever get to a point where it, it became overwhelming to you oh yeah for sure because i'll be in class and i'm getting calls so or getting text messages on twitter so one thing i did i let my dad run my twitter for a couple of days <laughs> so i let him just answer the calls while because it was during for me it was during finals week when it was hitting so I'm over here trying to study, but I'm also getting calls from my coach door. I'm all like, oh, this is an important call. I got to take this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm over here trying to do a project was due the next day. And I'm over here worried about, oh, I can't miss a call either. So I let my judge let my dad run my Twitter for like three days at least. <laughs> I say, and I just check in on it and look at like what he's saying. I'll be like, bro, why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> but it was that bad. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> now, when, when when you were when you were looking at at the schools at, at possible at your at your next uh, school, what like did you have a list of like must have that you wanted out of whatever school you you decided to go to? It was just really my um my degree plan. I'm a kinesiology major right now. But the plan is to be a physical therapist. That's what I was really focused on and where I could um, graduate the quickest and get my master's and get into a good PT program, but still also play football and develop my game the best I can be. That, 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 that sounds like a like a fairly challenging uh, major there. So yeah. like because that now I, I asked I asked your teammate Marlo Hughes this, but I think he's like a nursing major. So how do you kind of manage that balance of the 
school workload within your football workload? Uh, it's just having really just your day planned out every day, really. You know, I got to go to class from this time to this time, but I also know this opponent's coming up. Northwest is coming up, and we play them on Saturday, whatever day. So I got to learn what this D tackles does and what's the best he does while still getting the game plan in, but knowing, I hey, I got a <laughs> quiz due on Thursday also. So <laughs> this time management is a big thing, just understanding what, what you need to do and when you need to do it. Uh, and, and so – at, at, at some point during the recruiting process, UCO obviously it it's it's it stuck out. So what was it about UCO that made you decide that that's where you wanted to continue your college career? Right. Um really Coach Dora. Coach Dora really sold me on the program. You know, location was a big thing too. Coming from Nacogdoches in the middle of nowhere to, you know, Edmond, I'm 15 minutes from OKC. So it's like, <laughs> they can't really beat that. <laughs> so, um, but really, Coach Doro, though, really sold me on the program, you know, being a champion in this league and he knows what he's doing. I've been around him really my whole college career, <laughs> really starting from whenever I was 12. I mean, so really him, Coach Doro, and him being my position coach also really played a big factor. Now I, I've asked I've asked Lane Grantham this when, when when he came on because I've only talked to Coach a few times. He seems like a pretty intense guy. So what is it like um, learning under him, not only as your head coach but as your position coach? So far, for the month I've been with him and being in the film room, I haven't got to be on the field with him yet. But just being in the film room, he does go fast. I'm not even going to lie. He does go a little fast. Like, you really got to pay attention and make sure you write your stuff down and understand what he's saying. But he he cares. He really does care. Because, like, this morning we were going over pass techniques and how to different pass sets we can use in our toolbox. That's what he calls it, a toolbox. So just using that, and he really wants to see us succeed. Uh, and... um. No question. Look at that now. So you you you've only been here for a month. So like what when 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 trying to you know like meet the guys and form bonds, was it was it a relatively smooth trans 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 transition for you? Like did they did they welcome you with open arms? Was was it like how how did how how is that process going? Oh yeah, it was it was really cool because um you know Noah, he uh I think you interviewed him yesterday. He uh he was my visit dude. He, he had me on my visit. So I already knew Noah, then Trail. It was a it was a bunch of guys who already knew of me. <laughs> and so just coming in, they already knew my name and just knew who I was and was happy to see me that I came. And they were they were excited then just seeing the guys lifting and they really want to win. Like they're really trying to turn this around. That made me want to really fight for them also and be out there with them. Uh, and 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 from a schematic standpoint now, because I used to in the past has been a spread. I was switching to a pro style. Uh, is is the is is the blocking scheme? Is it drastically different than what you've been doing the past couple of years, or are there some similarities to it? There's a lot of similarities to it. I there's some things I could pull from the other schools I've been at, and just bring it here, and just understanding what we want to do and how we do it, and and just using our terminology now is what I'm trying to get used to and just adding it to my toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And say now you are joining a unit that received a fair amount of criticism last season for the offensive woes. I don't know if Dave, any of the guys, have shared that with you, but like so far, just just in your in your in your time, uh, do do you feel like your unit, the offensive line unit, is is in store for a, a pretty good season? Oh yes, for sure. Because the way we've been working and just doing our individuals, I can tell like. Lane really wants us to be successful and just Noah really has been working hard. Trail's been working hard. We all been working hard to be one of the leading groups in the MIAA. And we all sent our goals to our group chat and just having a plan what we want to do this year. Cause we're, I've heard some things from last year and having the criticism that they did and they really want to change that from what it was. Uh, and earlier, you you, you mentioned uh, forming that that bond with uh, Steph. There's also other keepers on the roster. I think there's Peyton Thompson. There's JD Geneva, uh, Caleb Allen, and Cooper Wilcox. So, like, how how has that process gone? Kind of getting to know all those guys. Uh, so then, when game time comes, you 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 have that that relationship. Oh, it's been it's been a blast, really, just being out there with them during OTAs and learning what they like and what they do, just hanging out with them on the weekends. Also, just, just laughing at them all the time. And just, we just be kicking it really. <laughs> and, and, and what, what are your goals for the upcoming season? Um, you know, I want us to lead the MIAA in rushing yards. Really. I feel like that's a big thing that we need to do. I want to be one of the at least top 15 offenses in D2. That's one of my goals for the team I sent into the group chat and all that stuff. But um, those two I really want to be honed in on because if we open the running lanes up, then the passing lanes are going to run up and it's going to make it easier on step. Running that uh, and no, and um, what what do you feel like you, you, you need to work on the most uh, heading into fall camp? Um, really just communicating. Working on communicating everybody, being on the same page, being the center, everybody, you know, that's getting everybody on the same page and just um, learning all the calls, the basics of it all. Uh, and for, 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 for those that maybe haven't seen you play, you went in for a month winning for the spring. So those that haven't seen you play, what can they expect to see um, out of you as a player? Um, just a physical guy who's going to um, play until the whistle blows, really. Um, you know, I'm a physical guy. I play quick. Um, I'm not, I love my teammates, so I'm going to do anything for them so we can win, really. So uh, that's what you can expect from me. Um, let's see. Well, before I get you out of here, we, we do this with all the, all, all the new guests and get to know you type questions. Uh, so your, your favorite sports team? Uh, probably the Cowboys. I'm gonna ride and die with the Cowboys. I ain't gonna. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, somebody can fight me with the Cowboys. I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, wait, nah, I, I don't know. Are you aware that Lane is the Eagles fan? Uh, see, we haven't talked about that yet. We haven't talked about that. I've seen that on the podcast, though. I did see that. You did remind me. Thanks for reminding me. Then, me and his locker are right next to each other, and I will bring it up to him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and now, is this the year that that Dallas finally wins a playoff game? 
Yes, we're going to the Super Bowl this year. I don't know what type of question that was, but we're going to the Super Bowl this year. So. <laughs> and we're winning it. <laughs> I said, and as somebody that I would say is more of a casual cowboy fan, I, I, I was it was disappointing last year to have that great regular season, and then there's the crap out with Jimmy Garoppolo was not uh, you know the best confident booster, and then. Lost some guys in free agency, so you know I I, I don't yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't know it's a it was tough for me other than being a UCO fan I'm a Michigan fan too so it was it was a double whammy for me I was depressed all December you wait so now how does a Texas kid become a Michigan hey, Wolverine fan here hey I don't I don't know you see how it worked out though you know UCO colors are really close to Michigan colors so hey it worked out for me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, now, I mean, you guys did. You, you finally beat Ohio State. You dominated the Big Ten Championship. I mean, it was still a good year, though. It, I mean, yeah, no, yeah, everybody kind of wrote you off as, you know, you'll never get, get past Ohio State. And then, you know, you guys do it. So, you know. yeah. They lost me some money, though. I'm not even going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say that. I don't know why you bet it. <laughs> you better than to beat George now. That was, uh, that was wishful thinking. <laughs> I was very confident. I can say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now, so do you think there's a chance that they can repeat as Big Ten chance because losses were pretty significant there on defense, and I think was there was the running back gone too. So you think they have enough to repeat? Uh, they better beat Ohio State because me and Noah have been talking. That's his favorite team. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I got another bet. I got to make some money because. This is great. Rivalry's that offensive line group. Yep. Come for everybody. See, okay. Um, is it your 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 favorite hobby outside of football? Ugh, my favorite hobby outside of football. It can't be sleep. Um, let me think. See, I'm always busy. See, if I'm not doing something, I'm if I'm not at football, I'm always studying or I'm always working. Down at uh, Stephen F., I had four jobs, so <laughs> I was always moving around doing something. Wait, 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 wait. You you had f- four jobs. Yeah, man. I had to make some money. <laughs> no, but like, where did you sleep? <laughs> you know, I, you know, managing time, like I said earlier, you know. Uh, I worked in the uh, student center. I did I did a lot of stuff. I worked in the student center, uh, setting up tables. If, if they had events or something like that, I'd do that. Um, I worked intramural sports, so I was a referee. Oh, man. <laughs> I might be in trouble, too, because... <laughs> Oklahoma State, they came down to Nacogdoches. I refereed one of their girls' games. They might be mad at me. They might actually come down here and look for me in Edmond thinking about it. I might have to be on the run. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I blew one of their games whenever I was refing, so they might be angry at me. <laughs> so, But, yeah, that was pretty fun refing. Then I was a uh, – I uh, did all our athletic events, so I'm trying to do that here. Do like the tickets and uh, running the scoreboards and all that stuff. I did that for us down there at SFA. Then um, 
I was a bouncer on the weekends. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just kept <laughs> always busy doing something. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I would, I would have to ask that. It, 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 is 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 there is there like a funny story of your time working as a bouncer? <sighs> Too many of them. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, that's too many of them. Me and my, uh, me and one of my teammates did it. <laughs> yeah, we'd just be out there laughing at people because, you know, being an athlete, we didn't really participate in those activities on the weekends. <laughs> so we'd just sit there and just look at them and just laugh while and just watching them how they interacted with other people. <laughs> Man, it's some, it was some funny times for sure. <laughs> 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 that's great. And, and then as a as as a ref now, did you have to go through training or did they just like hand you a, a whistle and say have any? Oh, it was like a it was like a two-week training. I swear I don't know how I passed that test. <laughs> I would say they used to, I used to go straight to the cafeteria after the games. It'll be like on a Wednesday night, and they'll be like, that's the ref right there who blew the game. <laughs> <laughs> you try to get my food and just get out. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, you stole money. <laughs> it, it was so funny times, man. <laughs> I, just like I just like to have a good time, man. I just like to have a good time. <laughs> oh, man, well. <clears throat> Kelly Cobras in the hardest working center in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, now, I know you just said that you don't have much free time, but do you do you game at all? No, I, don't, I, I stopped playing. Well, maybe when I'll play Madden every once. <laughs> I'll take that back. I, I'll get bad at Madden sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> See that TV right behind me? Yeah, me and my roommate be on that TV sometimes. He be getting me mad on that Madden. <laughs> And I have to ask now: Is the system a choice? Is it is it Xbox or PlayStation? PlayStation for sure. PlayStation. I wanted the Xbox at first whenever I was a kid, but my parents didn't give me an Xbox, and I opened the Christmas present. It was a PlayStation. I was mad as all get out, but <laughs> but it grew on me after a while. So that was this like the 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 PlayStation Three? That yeah, was a PlayStation Three. PlayStation Three. <laughs> See, because because most went like me. It was PS2, 360, and then most went PS4 after that. Now I went Xbox One after that, and mm. then instantly regretted it. So you know, now I mainly just play the the, the PS3 and a 360. But uh, I think the only two Xbox guys I've been told of is Coach Curly and Coach <laughs> Dor. I think everybody else is a PlayStation guy. Hey, Coach Dora really be on that game. I think that's hilarious to me. I was all like, my first, I think it was like my first or third day out here. I was all like, they were all like, Coach Dora, you going to be on the game today? I was all like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I stream. I was like, okay. I was like, okay. So tune on Wait, he, wait he streams? <laughs> I didn't know he streamed. I was like, okay, I guess he'd be streaming him and Coach Donald. See, see I know Coach Donald streams. I <laughs> That's fair. I was like, hey, all right. 
Yeah. Now, have you have you have you watched any of his of his stream? No, I haven't got to watch none. I ain't get to watch none. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, watch. that's fantastic. <laughs> okay, now um okay, your your favorite food. Um uh, my favorite food. Does ice cream count or no? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it can because Coach Lechtenberg said ice cream was was his. So, I mean, yeah, mint ice cream. I'm a mint ice cream guy. I'm a big mint ice cream guy. Chocolate ice cream, yeah, whatever. Okay, let's see. Uh, now I know you're from Texas. Now I, I've asked you leak this. I asked Coach McGuire this. I asked Coach Donald this. Now, cause the rap scene in Texas is pretty darn big. So I have to ask, like, were you at? Were you into like the, like the DJ Screws, the Paul Walls, Trader Truth. Were you kind of into those guys? Yes, I ain't gonna lie. Yes, I have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're not listening to them, you're not from Texas for real. <laughs> see, see, this is great. Because I always say, I've gotten into Texas where I've been the past two years. And when I try to talk about it here, like nobody knows who I'm talking about. So it's, it's, it was a very lonely experience. So now I'm like, all right, there's like four Texas that I know of, at least on that roster now that, that understands the quality of Texas rap. So that's right. pretty good. Right. Every every uh, time a new album comes out, I gotta listen to the chopped and screw version of it. <laughs> okay, now do you now do you have a favorite a favorite Texas artist? Um I would say Mo three. Mo three probably my favorite. I listen to a lot of Mo three. And you have a favorite song by him? Uh, probably outside or um. Hey, what's that song called? Let me look real quick. Let me look. <laughs> let me look and see what the song is. It's on the tip of my tongue, and I gotta, I gotta say, I might put somebody on out there. Let me see. Mo three. Oh, long time coming. Long time coming for my Mo three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, what I have been told from Noah yesterday, <clears throat> now, the, 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 the ox court in the locker room is a very brutal position to be in because I was told if, if they're not feeling it, they will literally just take the cord out of your phone. Now, knowing this, are you prepared when it is your opportunity at the hey. ox <laughs> to make sure that doesn't happen to you? I don't know if I want to get on the ox. I might just keep my earphones in and keep it to myself. I I seen it. Like Lenoa is not lying. I was going to get me a snack like probably two weeks ago. And they said, whose phone is this? <laughs> and no one wanted to say whose phone it was. I was just sitting there, I was like, dang, I feel bad for whoever phone that is. They said, you know what? Just take it off. And they took it off. <laughs> just took the phone off. I was like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, somebody was scared us to get their phone from up there. Yeah, cause cause Noah told me, you know, like you don't want to just go up there and get it. You gotta like either <laughs> wait until everybody's gone or like try to like like non-suspiciously go up there and get the phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest on this podcast. I tried it once. <laughs> I did it once. I did it once. Okay. I maybe I maybe once I went up there and put my phone on there and someone took it off. I was like, man. They must not been rocking with that Mo three. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, what I was told that what I was told is that 
according to Noah, that the 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 best on the ox is either Steph or Michael Slater, and the worst would be Jace Gardner. Now, I, I, you've you've only been there for a month. I know you have a small sample size, but is that somewhat of an accurate statement? The last two days, Steph been on the ox. He's been pretty good. He's been playing some slow jams also. <laughs> 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 been playing some old school too. So I, I can say Steph, Steph's been pretty good on the Ox these last couple days. He's been he's been dancing a lot too, so he's been feeling it himself. <laughs> <laughs> Steph kind of surprised me because like I, I didn't I didn't meet him until after the season opener last year. Now you know he, he's looking at a guy he's like six five, like two mm-hmm. two thirty, and I'm like, all right, this, this guy probably is like just no nonsense, just. And you meet this dude, and I'm like, bro, you are the most chill 6'5", 230 dude I've met in my life. Right. Like him, and, like him and him and him and Dante are two of the most laid back guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like, funny, <laughs> and see, okay. Um, now, in terms of gear, now are you are you a guy that has to have a lot of gear like Jonathan Mosley? Or are you kind of just to give me the helmet, the shoulder pads, knee pads, and let me go to work? He trying to expose me on here. I, I can say I'm kind of high maintenance a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I he trying to expose me a little bit on here. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm more of a speed flex guy or a speed, you know, Rydell helmet guy with a visor. I always wear a visor <laughs> and some gloves and an arm sleeve. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, you gotta wear the knee braces. I'm an offensive lineman, so you see him right there. You gotta wear the knee braces. <laughs> but, I mean, I now, know. It, 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 now is the is the is the arm sleeve on the snapping uh, arm? Yes. Okay. So, so it's like your version of a, of, of a shooter sleeve, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, it keeps the sweat off my hands. That's what the purpose of it. <laughs> now, now I know Noah told me that he might experiment going no glove. Now, I asked him, you know, that's kind of a huge risk there. You're going barehanded at an offensive lineman. Now, w- w- I don't know. Now, have, have you ever gone gloveless before? Or or were you just like, I'm not going to even pretend to take that chance. I'm going to just wear my gloves. My first year playing, my first maybe spring I played center, I didn't wear gloves. And I didn't like how my hands were feeling. So I was like, no, nah, I need my gloves. <laughs> so all summer, I was practicing with them gloves, snapping the ball. <laughs> I was like, my gloves? I was going to make sure of it. <laughs> I wasn't going out there with no gloves ever again. <laughs> see. Um, okay, do, do you have any pregame uh, routines that you normally do? Um... Normally, I really go to sleep early the night before, probably around <laughs> eight, nine. Make sure I get my sleep in. But being here, just this gonna be a new, whole new thing for me. So I don't, I haven't really gotten anything yet. It might be something. Um, always, I wear two pairs of socks. <laughs> I bring two pairs of socks for sure every 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 game day. I think that's probably my ritual. I have to have two pairs of socks. Okay, okay. And uh, I've also asked this to everybody ever since, ever since Jake's game on, and he kind of he he answered the question and then circled back on the question. So, 
is it old old little Wayne or new little Wayne? Old little Wayne. <laughs> old little Wayne for sure. <laughs> See, now he came with that definitive answer, but then he tried to backtrack and, and almost like equate new little Wayne on a similar level. So I I I, I don't I don't know you know so I, I just found that odd now. And I've been told by I think it was Coach Curly and maybe Coach Darwin. There's gonna be a little, little you know like intervention with Jace here about that because they're they're kind of wanting to know, you know, how are you even trying to pretend that new little Wade is better than old little Wade? So I, right. I just so I've just been asking that question to see if it's been a consensus. And so far, I think he's the only one to even pretend like new little Wade is, right. is close to the to the old one. So I, I you know. I don't know. Uh, Old Wayne got too many hits, man. Too many hits out there. True, true. Because yeah, that that because his his his, his mixtapes in like the like twenty tens mm-hmm. stuff was stuff was stuff was legendary. <laughs> stuff right. was legendary. Yeah, you can't compete with that. <laughs> I see. I'm sixty banging that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's <laughs> see. Uh, I guess my 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 final question for you now. Yeah, I know you've only been there for a, for a month, but do you have a message for those that might be on the fence about coming to give you all a shot this season about what they could expect to see from you all if they came to watch you play? Uh, I just tell everybody that we're gonna have a, some high quality coming out on the field. You know. Going to I'm what what I've been told for the last month, you know, a lot of people go to the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State games and think that we're not as we can't compete with what they are. You know, they are bigger, faster, strong, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you know, we're gonna still have some high quality players out there and we can we can we can show y'all what we can do also. Yeah, yeah well, um Kevin, I appreciate you taking taking the time this afternoon to come on and talk to me. Uh, I, I'm wishing you the best of luck the rest of summer into the fall. And I, you know, if you ever want to come back on, you're you're more than welcome to. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. No problem. Thank you, Kellen. All right. Thank you. And I want to thank Kellen for te- for taking time to come on. <laughs> yeah, I will say he, the offensive lineman that we have so far that I've talked to between him, Lane, and Noah. Uh, we we have some characters on that on that offensive line, which is which is which is fitting because I said if you, if you met Coach Doral, haven't met Coach Doral yet, it, it, it fits your identity. So you know, and I'm I'm looking really looking looking forward to seeing uh, what he brings to the uh, table. If you watch you you want to look at him and some of his on field footage. Check out the video on the YouTube channel again. That link is below in the description. There I have inserted some of his. Uh, high school film and some of his Stephen Stephen F. Austin film uh, to give you an idea about what he uh, brings to the table. But I'm really looking looking forward there to seeing what what he and the rest of that offensive line does. But that that should do it for this week. Again, next week should have at least two episodes, maybe three. Uh, should be one with a defensive back, a punter. And maybe a defensive lineman. He'd be the first defensive lineman for some reason. That defensive line group, minus Coach Sanders, has been very elusive to get on. So uh, I, we we are we are waiting for um, 
confirmation on that. So that may or may not come out uh, next week. But we, 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 we should at least have two for next week and get one of them. Uh, if you watch the breakdowns over on the YouTube channel or just listen to my handful of episodes last year and the ones this year. This is just somebody in the secondary I'm I'm very high on, and we already interviewed Kobe Stevens, so it, it, it would narrow that down to two at this point. So uh, I'll let you you know ponder that until um, till Monday. So uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goto, aka JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later. <laughs>